Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Steve Derrick. And Steve is an artist, and he's done uh, what's called Portraits of a Pandemic. So I've seen your work on Facebook. So explain what 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 you what exactly what you do. Well, I I'm doing portraits more of a as a thank you. Uh, it turned into a quite a big project. I originally just sent out a few paintings of people that I saw on Instagram and said, hey, thanks. You know, if you'd like the portrait, you know, this is uh, this is for you. And uh, after that, I started getting a lot of requests in and uh, sending them the original paintings. Um, and, you know, it developed into quite something, quite something big. I mean, it's a fairly large story that uh, I think originally with the ACE, the Alliance for the Creative Economy, they featured me on mm-hmm. their portraits of the pandemic, which was, or, no, artists in quarantine, sorry. And uh, I had probably done maybe five pictures at that time. And I was posting pictures of uh, my, you know, my family members and things. It was really early on, like the second week in, in April. And uh, I was looking for something that was, you know, going to keep me occupied and give me some purpose during quarantine, which I thought was going to be maybe two weeks at the time, maybe a month. Mm -hmm. And that uh, obviously turned out not to be the case, but, uh, you know, some pictures they saw of nurses that were uh, at the time in, you know, in the peak in Italy where, you know, they were working their 12 or plus hour shifts and they had the lines on their face from their masks and bruises and, just really looked bedraggled and I thought, wow, that's, that's a powerful picture. So I painted those and sent those out. And from then I kept, I got more and more requests from people, art, um, uh, nurses and doctors across the country. So it started in Italy and then went to the UK and then Spain and then New York city. And then, you know, from New York city to, um, all across the country and people that came to New York city as uh, traveling nurses to help. Cause it was such a hot spot, went back to their places and then their places became hot spots. So um, it, it then went to Brazil and then Texas and Florida, Georgia. And it's just kind of become quite a, quite a big thing, but I kept painting pictures for, uh, for these guys as thank yous. So happy people, people know how to get in contact with you? Uh, most of them are coming through um, my Facebook and Instagram. Most of the international mm-hmm. ones are all from uh, Instagram. The uh, others are, are from Facebook, but I've also, because it's been on CBS News, it was on CNN, it was on uh, wow. the Washington Post, it was on the Washington mm-hmm. Post, and then from the Washington Post, it was the Philadelphia Inquirer, the uh, Miami Herald, the uh, Vancouver, whatever the Vancouver one is, and then in Ontario, Ottawa, and then uh, I was on TV in, in Utah, and then recently on uh, Channel 13, and uh, I'm probably forgetting something. It was in a 
couple medical magazines. So, I mean, within a short period of time, it's really just So my email is, you know, quite a bit in my email as well. So, you know, since this is audio and we're talking about something visual, for everybody that's listening to this, they could see your work on Instagram, correct? Yes, uh uh-huh. Instagram and my Facebook. Okay. So how would they how would they identify you? What's your uh, address on Instagram and Facebook? Well, I'll give you my Instagram, which is S D E R R I C K S Derek underscore uh-huh. Bunker Boy, and okay. Bunker's my mom's Bunker Boy. My mom's maiden name is Bunker, so I'm uh-huh. a Bunker. I'm a bunker boy because of that, not because I'm some <laughs> emergency prep for living in a bunker. It's just that's my my last name. So F. Derek Bunker Boy. Uh-huh. And if you want, you can just Google Steve Derek Artist, and you'll see the CBS spot and uh, probably see my Facebook from there. So um, as you get uh, photographs to paint, it's mm-hmm. going to be pretty overwhelming because the people on the front lines, they're, they're risking their life. They, they work so hard to make sure that, you know, there's not many casualties. So as you see pictures, does it jar you? Does it, it probably, it's like an emotional thing, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it, I don't know if jarring is the word, but definitely heart-wrenching and, and uh, impactful for sure. I mean, some of these stories that come with them, you know, like here's a picture of me. They'll send in a picture of themselves with, um, you know, after one of their shifts. And it's, uh, you know, there's a story that goes with it. Like this was me after I had my first patient intubated. And she, you know, the person looks you know, like really um it, 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 they're rough and some of them are after zoom calls with their, you know, patients that couldn't be with their families and their family passing away. And they're the only person. I mean, the stories that you hear from these frontline workers are, are just amazing. Amazing. Um, in the, you know, they're, they're heroes. They, they're, they're doing some, you were saying they're putting their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm painting a lot of these frontline workers, mainly medical workers, but there's others that I've gotten that um, also should be noted, but aren't necessarily in my series. You know, there's recently one that was a, a mortician that was taking care of uh, people in New York City that she was from Seattle, but originally from here. And mm-hmm. she flew in to help. And she you know, with double the protective gear, she still contracted uh, COVID, but they were prepping and dealing with, you know, thousand bodies a day, which was just mind-numbing. It's just, it was crazy. You know, but there's so many people involved in, in this that it's, uh, you know, there's no way I can ever, you know, reach every one of them, but hopefully there are some that I can reach that will be able to take this uh, painting as a little memento of, something to look back on, you know, that, hey, I survived this, and here's this memory. 
So you're just painting painting the portrait and giving it back to the the person. Um, yeah. Did you? And, and you know, with everybody that sends you a picture and you do a portrait, um, everybody's got a story, and there's probably lots of stories. But did you ever think of doing like maybe a short story, maybe a few paragraphs associated with the picture, and then maybe publishing it as a book? I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, that's been a couple times that's been brought up, but I don't have the. Uh, I'm not. The, I'm not a writer. I think there's a person on Facebook that uh, reached out to a couple of the uh, people that I painted and wrote a uh, short paragraph on them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for me to do something like that, I've done over almost 150 paintings so far. So that that in itself would be even if it's a short paragraph on each one of those, that's, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of time. It would have mm-hmm. to be something maybe after I'm, I'm done or, or something. I mean, I've got a list of about 200 that I'm working through. So it's, it's, it's developed into quite, quite a big deal. You know, what I thought was just going to be something to keep me engaged and give me purpose during the, during the, pandemic has turned into almost another full-time job. So what did you do before COVID? Uh, Well, I still do it. I work from home, but I'm a video game developer. I work for Vicarious Visions in Albany. We make video games, but that's what I do nine to five. And the other times um, I'm painting portraits for people. So it takes up, this has taken up a lot of your time, right? Yeah, definitely. Wow. So um, I think what you're doing is terrific. What, and of course, you know, you said that it's an ongoing thing. And what have you learned? You know, people people watch TV and they watch maybe Chris Cuomo, who, who's had COVID, and you and and you listen to stories of people who have family members or even themselves who had, you know, COVID nineteen. From what you're doing, what have you learned about this whole whole few months and the pandemic and and how society is reacting? Well, I mean that that's a pretty deep question. There's a what I've observed, which is that there's a lot of people that are that uh, see a lot of positivity and and roll up their sleeves and get busy and and work to help uh, help people. Um, I see, you know, different experiences. Like you're talking about these people that are working front lines; uh, they're dealing with it on a daily basis. But there are people that are just like, well, maybe not just like myself, but that are home, quarantined don't even believe that this stuff is happening they don't see or hear or feel or believe that you know thousands of people have died from this and they don't see it because it's not it hasn't affected them so all they see is i can't go down to the grocery store and get my uh the stuff i usually want and how frustrating it is that i have to wear a stupid mask and that's right their COVID experience 
mm-hmm. for other people, this is, you know, life and death situations. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's, it's a real experience. For me, it's gotten me in touch with the people that are actually living it. And it, it's definitely made it real for me. And the responses I get back once these people get their paintings and stuff, it's just, you know, the, the positivity, um, it's made, even though COVID is, you know, a super challenging and, and distressful thing for most people, for me, it's, I've had so much positive showing the strength and, and resilience of people that it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's changed the experience for me. You know, when, when it first happened, when it first hit the news and, and then they started saying things are going to close down and the number of infections and stuff, when it first started, it was so hard to comprehend. And as time went on, you know, you do feel a little bit, oh, my God, are we ever going to get out of this? So when this first happened, and you you got the idea of doing portraits. Did you think it would be such a long lasting crisis? Oh no, I I was uh, I was thinking to be maybe a month, and uh, we'd all go back. You know, I'd go back to work at the office, and we'd be back to normal. But you know, even now after we've been doing this for so much time my company's not even thinking about going back to work at the office this year and mm-hmm. what does the new normal look for look like for us does you know where before we would have never considered people working from home because it's a collaborative team environment kind of thing but now you know it's a yeah we're open to it or schools because they work with a lot of schools and universities and high schools and things you know that they're working around and finding new norms and things that this is all, it's all changing. What it's going to look like a year from now, we may be done with COVID, maybe, let's hope, but Mm -hmm. the way people work and things will even be different. Besides portraits, have you thought about doing or painting or photographing other aspects of this whole phenomenon, um, I've done different paintings. Um, I, this one I'm calling my my I, on my post. It's COVID series, and then it's uh, mm-hmm. this is COVID series um, gouache on toned paper because it's the type of paint I use and the kind of material I use. Mm-hmm. But there are, I mean, I I paint portraits. I paint. Uh, environments i do um plain air painting i do figure drawing i do i I take a sketchbook just about everywhere i go um back when we weren't in covid i'd travel and carry one with me in the airports and uh hotels and i'd I'd sketch in my in meetings and in church and just anywhere i am i'm i'm always sketching because it's uh it's a way for me to stay believe it or not i concentrate better when i'm sketching and i can listen better uh, when I've, when my uh, mind's engaged in in drawing, drawing is this like it comes naturally, and I don't even have to think about it. I actually think about what I'm listening to. So, it, have you? Yeah, I do a lot of. 
did he uh, always, I mean, when you were young, did you have a affinity for drawing? Yeah. In high school, I was in uh, a lot of my painting and drawing classes. I had an AP painting class. I went into college and got a fine art degree in, uh, from University of Utah. After that, I went to into movies doing storyboards, then got another degree in computer animation, and then got my job here. But uh, I was an artist for a number of years. Then I moved pretty quickly up and became the manager of departments and then in the leadership team. So I haven't been doing art for my business or in business for you know 15 years or so. So it's mm-hmm. been just for, for fun and, and for myself since then. Before COVID, did you work from home or were you in an office? No, I was in the office or traveling. And, and I do a lot of soft skills training, um, leadership skills, leadership development, and partnership development mm-hmm. with uh, universities and businesses and government and stuff like that. So I'm out quite a bit. Or was, but now I'm in in my, in my studio. So you, the article about you was in the paper last Sunday, right? It was in the Times Union last Sunday, and I think oh. two weeks ago in the Gazette, the art section. So have you have you been in contact, or have you met other? artists, whether they paint or or write, who are doing something about this crisis? Uh, I have two that are um, Instagram friends of mine. One is Mm -hmm. painted, she's in California, and she uh, started painting um, people at her local hospital and her her local hospital she reached out to them and painted the whole staff at the hospital, mm-hmm. which was 60 people or something like that. So she, she's done a lot of watercolor. Um, there are other people that are doing paintings, but not quite as many. You know, if you're working in different mediums, it takes longer. My, my paintings take probably three or four hours each. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, That's some of them take longer, so you don't, and you don't have time necessarily to put that much into doing this but there are other artists out there doing this other artists and uh, writers and uh, things like that so you the capital district might have the 21st century Norman Rockwell what do you think (laughs) I don't think I'm that good I think uh, documenting of time and history for uh for you know this period it's it's definitely something that um I'll book on and say, Oh yeah, I remember that period and I have, there's a lot of press that's come out from it that uh, has helped other people see mm-hmm. how important these medical workers are. Um but but yeah, I mean it to twenty twenty is definitely gonna be a year to go down in uh, history. Have you um uh remain in contact with any of the uh, frontline workers that you that you painted? Uh, I'm 
in contact with them on Facebook and Instagram. But okay. I've only met I've only met two of them. One at the Albany Center Gallery opening that they had, and that was because uh-huh. CBS News was doing the story, and we met. Uh, and one was just another person at work that was her sister. That's the only mm-hmm. other person I've met. But so two out of you know 150 are the only people that I've that actually, if I saw them in person, I would recognize. Uh, has has the response to what you've done is, has it been uh, surprising to you, or did it you expect the responses that you're getting? No, I think the biggest expect the biggest response, and which surprised me even that was that uh, early on when I had done maybe five pictures that uh, the Alliance for Upstate Economy for the upstate mm-hmm. economy. They featured me in Artists Under Quarantine with a you know, a shout out to hey look here's some artists doing some stuff. That's what I thought would maybe be the biggest biggest uh I had no mm-hmm. idea that this would go nationally. Actually it's international because there's um a few uh good news network has put me on there. They did a story on me in Good News Network, which is an oh, yeah. international one. And Uncut Stories is out of India, and I'm in that one. So there's, yeah, had, would I have even dreamed or guessed that this would go this big? No, no way at all. I don't think I'm that I'm amazing. <laughs> I think what you're doing is amazing um, because what you're doing is you're, you're painting people who are right there in the trenches and you know it must be it must be awfully hard for them to do what they do day after day after day do you feel their their oh what's the word I'm looking for you can definitely sympathize and not necessarily empathize because I'm not doing it, but I can sympathize with I mean, when you, you're staring at a person in their their portrait and you're trying to get as accurate as possible and you can see, you know, you can see how tired they are. You can see how beat and uh, I mean, some of it may be what I'm putting into my pictures is what I'm seeing out of the portrait. Um, but I think you know, the the feeling is definitely um, comes out. You can definitely feel what, if I think I feel like what they're feeling, but, you know, I'm not experiencing it firsthand, so I can't empathize. Just sympathize. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, 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 it seems like it's pretty, pretty amazing what you're doing. So, um, we have just a few minutes left. Um, give your, give me, give us your take on the. Give us your take on 2020. It's been a tumultuous year, and as you as you paint people, what do you think about? What do you think? I mean, besides painting the person's face. Well, I'm. I'm one thing that's 
great for me is that it's given me a purpose, whether it's, you know, in a way to, to give back and to make a huge potentially negative that really could be extremely draining for me. I've got some positivity out of it. You know, it's, it's, and, and hopefully I'm able to give some of that positivity back so that people that are dealing with this firsthand, you know, have at least a, you know, a thank you, a, uh, you know, my job matters. Um, and people see that it matters because mm-hmm. we do, we do care for, and we, we, you know, we, we all are, uh, really grateful. There are people out there that are like that. Cause I, I don't know if I could do that job. Those jobs are, uh, I'm sure part of it is just day-to-day mind-numbing boredom stuff that you do. And then there's stuff that's just gut-wrenching trauma and other stuff that's, you know, just lives, you live through and you it sticks with you the rest of your life. So, I mean, it's, how would I look back on 2020? I mean, 2020 is, if you're even looking at outside of just this COVID stuff, there's so much from politics to um, other situations, this has just one been very one tr- tumultuous year. Mm. And it's not over, right? No, it's not over. Yeah. And, you know, there. Let's hope that you know, with everybody trying to go back to being normal, that it doesn't, you know, expand and and happen again. Um, have you thought? Um, Post-COVID, in other words, a return to normalcy, have you thought about doing anything as 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 society copes and the changes that have occurred and will occur? Have you thought about doing anything besides doing portraits of people? Um, I'm not sure. I probably will always do portraits because I just really like people and drawing people and painting people, but it may not be this subject matter. It might be just burned out of, you know, um, doing uh, medical workers and may shift onto something else that gives me, you know, mm-hmm. another purpose. But right now I'm still heads down feeling pretty energized by what what's going on currently. I will do for as long as I can. Hopefully I get through well, my list. So, um, if anybody's listening listening to this who knows somebody on the front lines, they can get in touch with you through Facebook and Instagram? That's the best way, yeah. Okay. So, uh, give, give us your, your uh, address again so people can see your work and maybe if they know somebody who might benefit from a portrait that you could do, how could they reach you? Yeah, I'm doing frontline workers, so it's not just anybody, you know, hey, my niece works at, uh, you know, uh, a hospital and she's a candy striper or whatever. It's not just send me anybody. It's I want people that are actually working in COVID. Uh, but my uh-huh. Insta- Instagram is sderek underscore bunker boy. S. Derek underscore Bunker Boy. Mm-hmm. And my Facebook is just Steve Derek, and you can search that and you'll find it. Okay, Steve, thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing. You, you're, like I said, you, you're the 
is a normal normal Norman Rockwell of the Capital District. You're the normal <laughs> Norman Rockwell of 2020. Thank you. Uh, you've been listening to Steve Derrick, and he's been doing portraits of a pandemic. This is uh, Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks. Keep up the good work, Steve. Thank you for being on Focus on Albany. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.